right. Welcome to episode two, season two of Taste Buds. All right. Good to be back. Good to be back. I know you guys have missed us. We have uh, another long absence, but let's try to actually stick to the regular uh, episodes. This yeah. Time. I mean, honestly, it's like at this point, it's not even worth guaranteeing anything. We'll set the bar really low. We'll be back next year, hopefully with another episode. Yeah, right. We'll do it once a year. We'll do. Um, we'll do. We'll make this into a yearly podcast. Um, but no, we have a good one today. Um, we'll do a little. We'll do a little preview of what's to come. Yeah. So back by popular demand, just a week ago, we're doing another draft. <laughs> yep, another draft. So last episode, if you remember, we did a draft of appetizers, and this week, uh, today, we're going to do a draft of Italian entrees. So. <laughs> entrees that are normally found at most italian restaurants so obviously you know there's some specialty items we don't have on here but normal italian entrees yeah so though we got a lot of good feedback well i don't know if good feedback's the right word for the last one they like people like the idea of the segment but there's a lot of heated takes on our appetizer choices but that's what we want that's what we want that's what we that's what it's that's what it's for so and you'll you'll hear a voice that is unfamiliar we have a, a guest a guest draftee. We have a guest picker. A guest picker, Evan Mazursky, childhood friend, kid, pride of Kidder Lane, Southboro. So um, he's definitely got a unique food take. And um, he, he lives down in Tampa now. And admittedly, he does not have the best Italian food options down there. So um, definitely not like in Boston. So he will be on to provide his perspective on the Italian food um, draft. And um, it, it's good to finally have him on. He's a longtime fan, longtime listener. Um, and he's been itching to get on the podcast, so it, it's good to have him on. Yeah, and maybe we'll make that a recurring thing, you know, guest draftees. Yeah, um, that's a good guest, I like that. guest guest uh, drafters. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be good uh, in a little bit, and we'll get Evan on to make his picks for best uh, best Italian entrees, and then we'll have a little uh, debate next time on who who drafted the best. Uh, uh, what did we do? Four four dishes. Yeah, we did four. Okay, four dishes. Um, so yeah, so that's for, uh, that's today's show. But before we get to that, got to do our best of, got to do the best of. Okay. So Brandon, what's the best thing you ate last week? Okay. So I'm going to go home cooked and we may have touched on this in the past. Um, but I'm going to go with my, I actually made a really good air fried, Ooh. cauliflower gnocchi with bolognese Ooh, okay yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things in a lot of things to unpack in that whole best of best of the week and the first thing to, to call out is the air fryer is a game changer and um shout out to evan um evan actually was the one that got me into air frying um and and we'll maybe ask him about that in a future show of an air frying episode but um it, it, it really is a game changer. I haven't used my, I have not used my oven since I got the air fryer. Um, and it's, it, it made perfect, perfect, uh, cauliflower gnocchi and the cauliflower gnocchi is a, is a trademark of Trader Joe's. It yes. is a staple that, um, I think became popular in the last couple of years. And I, I haven't really gotten into it cause I've really struggled to find ways to cook. It, it gets really mushy. It's, it's, it's a little bit tough to cook. High degree of difficulty. It's a high degree um, of difficulty. You can really mess it up. First few times you cook it, you got to get into like a rhythm of knowing exactly like how to time it and how to cook it because it can be terrible if you do not cook it well. But it also has a really high ceiling, can be amazing. Yeah. And I think the call the, um, the air fryer 
really brings out the best side of the cauliflower gnocchi. It keeps it intact. It 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 it, it fries it really well. Um, and when you pour some bolognese on there, I got Trader Joe's bolognese. It was, I mean. I've been doing a lot more home cooked meals lately, and I think that's probably why I'm picking my own meals as the best best of the week. But um, I, yeah, it was it was honestly a really really good uh, really good thing, and um, I'm glad that I'm glad that the air fryer is, is becoming a, a huge part of my 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 home cooking routine. So definitely, if you're listening, go out and buy an air fryer. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the air fryer um, thing because I, I you know we might have mentioned it in the past, um, but it's definitely become a huge craze. Uh, Brandon, you convinced me to buy an air fryer, um, as you know, along with, you know, a couple of, uh, Jacqueline's friends had had bought air fryers too. So we sort of had that influence and it's been excellent. We've really, we've made veggies, we've made, uh, we've made steak. Uh, this week we had chicken wings. It felt like the wings were bad for you, but they really weren't because it's not like they're being actually fried. Um, so yeah, definitely a huge fan of the air fryer. Um, and, uh, have to try the cauliflower gnocchi. Yeah, I feel like it's like an infomercial for air fryers right now. Okay, so best thing I ate uh, came in a very unlikely place. It was uh, Chelsea Mass, not really known for their restaurant scene. It's kind of a you know a little a weird part of Boston that's uh, not uh, not the most happening place. Had a recommendation, shout out Anish and Amanda for recommending this place. It's called El Potro. It's a Mexican spot. And Jack and I had some of the best Mexican we've ever had at this place. I mean, and I am not one to just say that. It just had like that ambiance where they had like a mariachi band five nights a week that was performing. They had like everything kind of just looked very authentic. They had the fajitas going around the room. Mm. They had the queso, the salsa out of the jar at the table. Unbelievable. And it's just authentic Mexican really can hit the spot oh for sure and it's really hard to find around here i feel like that's Very one hard. thing that boston does not do well is mexican food no no and we um, are notoriously the northeast is is known for having bad mexican all of my friends that come from california that's the first thing they say is oh you can't find any good mexican food in the northeast it's really hard um so that's what that's what made uh this place so great they actually have a couple other locations uh and um this was the newest location uh so we were kind of worried you know it was going to be like a chain or something like that it really wasn't uh so it was it was uh it was excellent and then the manager came over was talking about everything's home cooked and everything's cooked on site nothing's frozen or anything all the, the tortillas were made on all site the, too. the yeah, tortillas everything. Yeah, yeah everything so it was it was unbelievable and uh yeah shout out el potro shout out anish and amanda again for recommending it and so that was the best thing i ate okay i'll have to check that out yeah Okay. So, all right. Best thing you watched. Okay. So I'll go. You go. Snake draft. Um, we'll for snake, the base. We'll snake best draft stuff. it. Um, so a show that's not new. It came out last, uh, I think it was November. Uh, it's called The Morning Show, uh, Apple Plus, and uh, it's really good. It's uh, Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. It's sort of based on the Matt Lauer scandal, but more so based on just sort of like the way network TV is and morning shows. Um, it's, it's excellent. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, one that it, it's, I would say like the cast really is what makes it because you're just, you know, you have great actors and they sort of carry, I wouldn't say like, you know, it's one of those shows where you could just watch like Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell in a scene and the writing doesn't even have to be that good. You just like, they're compelling actors. So that's what, that's what really makes it great. Um, very entertaining. Steve Carell very plays very much against type, which I always like when actors do that. 
Uh, you always think of Steve Carell as Michael Scott, kind of mm-hmm. like this lovable guy. Definitely not a lovable guy. He plays the, not to spoil it, um, because it's revealed in the first five minutes, but he plays like the Matt Lauer type that has been accused of uh, sexual harassment and and uh, sexual assault and it'll some mm-hmm. some really bad things mm-hmm. he's accused of, and uh, not a not a guy you're supposed to like in the show, but uh, always always fun to see him in, in a different kind of role. Really, really recommend it. Uh, it's ten episodes, and I'm more about eight episodes in. So yeah, you're pretty late on that one. I've heard that. I mean, I've I've heard a lot about it. I guess it. Well, a couple of things for me. It's just that it, it's it, there's so much content out there. There's so many shows to catch up on. There's a couple of shows that always fall through the cracks, and I feel like that was kind of one of them. It it had good reviews, but it didn't have like unbelievable the blow away reviews that i was home i almost got let down a little bit so right. I, I almost i i do that I, I tend to do that a lot with with tv especially is like and, and with movies where if i have such a high bar based on the cast then if it it falls even if it falls just short of the expectation of what what it's going to be then I immediately lose interest, and I, 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 I'm victim to that all the time. Like I, I always am victim to that. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's really hard because, like, like you said, there's so much TV out there, yeah. and we should do like a quick. Can we do like a quick like two minutes on the Emmys? Yeah. So it won for best supporting actor. Uh, Billy Crudup is his name, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, that got me kind of thinking about the Emmys this week. You know, Succession was a big winner. Shit's Creek was a big winner for best comedy and best everything in comedy. Um, so I I don't know if you have any like quick Emmy thoughts. I'm sort of throwing this at you. Yeah, but. I mean I was actually going to pick that potentially it was in my running as best of the week. Okay, um, just best thing I watched because it was an int- such an interesting. I mean I don't think we'll ever see anything like that um, format for an award show. And right. I think in a lot of ways they they pulled it off. I think they they got they got the right people in there. Um, I really loved the Jason Bateman segment. Um, I thought they, they pulled in the right, they pulled in some good people and made it entertaining and they did the best they could. Um, there was good speeches, you know, people that, um, really like, you know, a lot of timely things were talked about on the show and I think they did a good job with it. Um, it was obviously a really tough thing to pull off, but, um, I'm really happy succession brought home, um, some awards. I have not seen Shit's Creek, but I, I mean, I, I have to at least watch, give it a shot, give it a shot and watch it. Um, now that I've heard so much about it. Um, but definitely surprising to see one show bring home that many awards. In I know. One, in, uh, it, it was actually like pretty much three shows dominated the night. But, you know, it's the Emmys are divided up into drama, uh, limited series, and, and comedy. And basically it was Schitt's Creek for comedy, Watchmen for limited series, and uh, Succession for drama. So it was really, it's very rare to see that three shows pretty much win all of the awards. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, I mentioned Morning Show picked up an award and some other shows here and there. But, um, so yeah, those are just my overriding Emmy thoughts. Uh, definitely watch Succession if you have not already. We have mentioned it before on the show. It's freaking excellent. It's, it's so so and good. Hopefully they come out with a third season soon. I know. Later. That's I mean that's the thing. Next Emmys is going to be really interesting because there's so much. There's going to be such a delay in content coming out that yeah. Um, it it's going to be maybe even more of an interesting Emmys next year. So, so yeah. So morning show best thing I watched. All right, Brandon, what was yours? Okay, best thing I watched. Um. Not the most uplifting thing to watch, but it was pretty eye-opening. Um, it was a social dilemma. Oh, yeah. I saw that on uh, come up on my Netflix. Yeah. So uh, it was one of those things that it came up on my Netflix and kind of started auto-playing and I just got hooked. Um, it was an interesting concept where it's a documentary um, where they interview real people in the tech industry that have kind of 
um, ex tech tech employees. So like the the former founder of of like the founder of Pinterest and the former president of um, you know advertising at Facebook and all these companies. And um, they pair it along with like real actors, and it actually like has it's actually like a, like a real like a movie playing out alongside the documentary, which is an interesting concept. But it does a really good way. It, it really illustrates the points they're making um, by showing. The actors kind of going through this in real time so um i thought that was a really interesting way of doing it and it's really i mean if it's not the right it's not it's not something to watch if you want to be put in a good mood that's for sure it's it's definitely like a very like I gloom can, and doom type of thing yeah i can like already predict what like i'm going to be thinking during this before yeah. i even watch it i have to you have to be in the right frame of you mind. have to be in the right frame of yeah. mind it's a good like kind of rage watch where you're like i'm feeling like, like when you feel so kind of like fed up with everything it's it's like it kind of puts it puts a pin on all of your emotions and like how we got here as a society and kind of what the future looks like if we don't do anything about it so i think it, it, it really does well to encapsulate like how we've gotten to this point in time and, right. and what how you can be more aware and mindful of everything around you i think that was the big takeaway for me was it made me now like really think through when you're on your phone and you're looking at facebook um you know how how facebook is is really optimizing their whole experience to getting you to engage with it more and and even like from their notifications and and everything is designed nowadays not just on facebook every app is designed to just get your eyeballs on the app right, so right, right. it's you it's important to kind of take a step back and understand that and when you see like a news story an article posted on your feed like it's not something that it's catered to you specifically to get you to react to it so you have to take everything with like a grain of salt. You can't you can't take everything anything at face value nowadays. So it's I think if more people watched it, I think it would it would open a lot of you know people's eyes to, um, okay, to you know how they can be influenced by social media. So an important watch, but not a definitely not a positive watch. So all right, all right, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, okay, now let's go back to you for best thing you listen to. Okay, so. Actually, this is the first time that I feel it's been a while since I've really gotten into an album. Um, I feel I feel there's maybe the Taylor Swift album is the last album that I really listened to full, from front, start to finish. Um, this one is called Orca, and it's by an artist called D- Gus Dapperton. Oh yes, yes. Gus, yeah. Mike's a big fan. Mike Gus uh, Dapperton. I, is that a, it's a big cat? Oh no, that's Gus Duggerton. Duggerton. That's yeah. actually really funny. Yeah. Um, it's one of those don't judge a book by its cover both on the name and on the artist cover art. I, I'll be interested to see what Michael, when Michael goes and pull, pulls this up on his Spotify, what he thinks of the, the cover art of the album. Okay. I'm going to um, look it up as we, it's good. Very radio, yeah, good, good, good radio. Good radio. Um, Gus Dubber, Dapperton. Okay. And then it's what's the album name? Orca. Orca. So let's see. He's an, he's a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to Is this define like with the red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Very That's, interesting. Okay, kind of a yeah. punk rock. Yeah, all right. I w- David okay. Bowie. Yeah, okay. Different it's, than yeah, you probably were. Yeah, it's not. I over. Yeah, I was overdoing. It I wasn't like that crazy. Yeah. It's just a guy with red hair. Right. Okay. Um. But, uh. Yeah. It's kind of like an alt upbeat pop, like indie pop. Like hard to define what it is, but it kind of. I'm trying to remember. Trying to think of who it would remind me of that you would know, but like nothing comes to mind. The Rex Orange County. You don't know who that is, but, um, kind of an alt indie pop. Um and. A little bit of, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll it, just have to listen to it. You'll have to listen. Okay, to it. way home. I'm going to listen to Gus Duggerton's. Gus Gap, Dapperton. Gus Dapperton. Dapperton. Okay, D- Gus Dapperton. He's very good. He's, it's, very I'm good. very, very impressed with this album. 
Um, okay, so I've gone with this answer before. Uh, not a music guy. I am not a music guy. I know. I Well, I'm a music guy. I just don't know as much as Brandon Phil does. Phil Collins, greatest Phil hits. Collins, yeah, that's usually what I'm listening to. But um, I best thing I listen to, I've mentioned it before, uh, The Daily did a really great two-part uh, series on um, – the Ruth Bader Ginsburg story, yep. her, her story, mm. and then what it means going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I know. Shout out Michael, Michael Barbar. Barbar. I, I, I've been working on my... Mm. Yeah, for anyone that listens mm. to The Daily, they know Michael Barbaro definitely Here's throws what out... what you need to know today. Yeah, he, and then he does a bunch of hmms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, honestly, people just listen to Michael Barbaro, and then you'll like yeah, know what yeah, we're yeah. talking about. But... Um, yeah, daily is just like they're always on point with with obviously with what's going on and breaking it down, making it very easy to digest what's going on. But yeah, they they did an excellent uh, two part on her life, on what it means going forward, her death, and and what it means with the Supreme Court. Obviously, everyone's aware of the the battle ahead in that area. But uh, just did a, what an amazing amazing woman, amazing life, um, and it's a huge loss in a, in a lot of ways. I know it's 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 a little bit of a shame that it's it it the conversation moved so quickly into right. politics from her legacy. You know, it was like I think it in a lot of ways the daily two part series kind of captured the fact that those are the two conversations happening. It's right. like oh she lived this amazing life. Let's tell her story and celebrate her life. But on the other hand, we're facing this like political crisis that is unprecedented. Um, so. It, it, those two go hand in hand and it's hard to separate them so it's it, it is unfortunate that those that you you almost don't have the space to really appreciate her legacy and every politician you hear talk about it it's like everyone has such has such respect for for her as a person but then the things that they're the actions they're taking don't honor her in right. the way that you'd want to so i know that's we're not a politics podcast but that 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 is it's just that it's hard to avoid it. No, point. I mean Mitch McConnell's statement was literally uh, was acknowledging the person she was, yep. celebrating the person yep. she was, and then at the bottom says, "We will be yeah. filling her seat." Right, right. That's literally the hypocrisy. I mean, that's right. just the hypocrisy of the, so, uh, of that party. So it's it's um it's unfortunate, but I do agree that the Daily does the Daily in general. I think over the last six months, I mean, even since it started, but especially now, it's like so important to the being the source of truth in a lot of these situations i've heard you know that we talked about the brianna taylor um the brianna taylor they've had two different parts of that podcast going over the case and i think it's really important for people to listen to that to get the the, the details of the case and um you know everything going on behind the scenes but yeah the new york times does a really good job of just almost take trying to take as much of an unbiased perspective on all of the issues as possible um and in the world of you know all this you know like what i talked about with the social media kind of distorting everyone's views you look to podcasts like the daily to really center to be centered and you know at least be reliable for a source of truth in your right life, so. and they really don't take a position i mean michael yeah. Barr never takes a position on anything you know it's the new york times so people always will th- yeah. they say they lean yeah. one yeah. way but he really doesn't and he's he sort of speaks at it like almost like someone doesn't know the issue like all right well right. break it down for me what does this mean what he's is- an amazing he's amazing at asking questions he's a right. great interviewer um and so yeah definitely highly recommend oh yeah it's essential listening if you haven't heard if if we have to introduce you to the daily at this yeah. point we've mentioned it a couple of times but this is something that every american should be listening to honestly, absolutely every every day um all right so good best of yeah and uh so you now we'll get into uh the italian food segment so yeah just a reminder uh the unfamiliar voice you're going to be hearing is evan 
and we'll I think I think people will have some takes about our picks. Yeah. So just yeah, let us know what you think. Um nice. but yeah, enjoy. All right. So we're gonna do a draft of Italian dishes. We're gonna each pick three. We're gonna do a snake draft, and these are the three that if they're you, you, you let's say the waiter says there's three that you can order per person, here's the three that you're picking. And all of these dishes we're going to assume are done at a good Italian restaurant. Like let's say every dish is when Olive it's, Garden. When it's yeah, Olive Garden. When it's at its best. So right. like the yeah. best kind of every dish. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so this is tough, but let's How are we going to do this uh three way? You know what? Uh, I'm going to go let's go Evan gets first pick. Yeah, we can do that. We'll defer um the, we'll, the guests will get the first pick. And then Brandon, guess. I got first pick last time, so I'll go I'm fine going third. So, so we'll go Evan, Brandon, me. We'll continue. We'll do a snake draft. So okay. I get two picks in a row. But okay. Evan, all right, what's your first dish you're picking for all Italian right. entrees? I'm going old reliable. You can't go wrong with this. Even the worst one. It's like pizza. Even the worst one is going to hit the spot. It's chicken parm. I know it's boring. Okay. I know it's like the palate of a, of a child, but there's a reason it's like the most popular, one of the most popular dishes I would imagine at at pretty much any restaurant that serves it because it's, it just always works. And there's lots of different varieties too. Like you can, like, you know, restaurants will, will have different flavors to it. Um, you know, different sides of pasta with it. So I'm going chicken farm. Probably. I probably could have gotten that later, but I had to, no, I, mean, I got it. No, it was probably going to come off the board. It was going to come off the but, board. But I, I will say, yeah, if you're chicken, I mean, because you got to assume this is the best of everything. So, the, I mean, thinking about the best chicken parm, it sounds like unbelievable. I will say that there, if we were not going for that, there is a pretty big, like, pool of chicken parms that all taste pretty much the same and are, like, okay. They're good. They hit the spot, but they're yeah. nothing I'm, like, writing home about. I did have a chicken parm overrated take last year that Mark Eagle, our uncle, um, oh, our yes. wine expert, uh, did not like. Um, very, very <laughs> visceral that. reaction and to it. In I'm going to I'm going to amend the take a little bit because recently Jack and I have had a couple of good chicken parms, and I've now I've, I'm back on the train. Good, back on the chicken parm. I'm glad train. to hear it. You've seen the yeah, light. back on the train. Um, you just got intimidated by Mark. I did. I got a little intimidated. He was kind of mad. But okay, so you're going chicken parm as your first, and Brandon, what are you going? Yeah, I mean, it's you made it too easy for me, and bolognese is just. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hate to be no, 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 a that, broken I mean, record about it, but the best bolognese, I can't even like. It, it, it hits the spot like nothing else can. And the best part about bolognese, in my opinion, is almost the the bread, dipping the bread in the bolognese sauce. Like, the sauce is so good. I could, like, I, I that is just, I'm, like, now wanting to get bolognese later tonight. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was coming off the board. Anyone that listens to this show knows it, when, I get to, when it got to my pick, it was going to come off the board. Yeah, right. So I can't even say anything more than that. And you I knew it was going to, you knew I was going to take that from you. I really wanted yeah, right. to take it first just to see the chaos that would have been. Ooh, it actually would have caused. Yeah, you, that would have been the right, like, draft day, like, but, strategy. But you know what? I respect the integrity of the draft. I, I, I like chicken farm more than bolognese, so I would have been lying to myself if I had taken it first, just just for the sake of controversy. Right. Okay. Okay. So bolognese off the board. 
Now, Mike, what do you got? So this is where the whole, like, I'm not going to appease the crowd thing comes in. Like, I'm picking for me. Um, and there's probably... It's going to be a choke pick. <laughs> no. That's, that's a setup for, like... No, no, know. it's not. It's not going to be a choke pick because um, this is... Well, okay, so if we're doing at its best... Yeah. Lobster Rav. Okay. Yep. I cannot believe that's a first round pick. No, I think that's because just you know why. No, it's not. One. It's not because you know why. Because I have like five of them that could have been first round picks. I have. I literally have five circled that I would have. I was thinking between. So I know I'll get another one in a second. Okay. Yeah. Um. um and I'll get a third one. Lobster Rav. See, here's the thing with the snake draft. I have back to back picks, so this could have been the first or second. Um. If we're doing best lobster rav placed in Reno's, please East yeah, Boston, Reno's, Reno's. Um, Maybe we should give a shout out to some places that. Have let's the... give a shout out, Brandon. You know that if we're doing Reno's ro- lobster rav, that's a worthy first round pick. Yeah, I would agree. And yeah. pa- Pammy's bolognese. Pammy's bolognese. Do, Evan, do you have a chicken parm in mind? Ooh, tough one. Um, I'm going back to Boston, La Familia Giorgio's in uh, North End. Yes, great portion sizes there. Oh my god! Yeah, huge. Sometimes in college, I used to finish those in one. Oh, my those, God. Those were wild, wild days. I don't think I could do that now. Yeah, that's pretty. Wow. Okay. Those are those. I'm are glad pretty, you guys knew, knew about that. A lot of people. I mean, there's just so many restaurants there that I wasn't sure if you guys were familiar with it. But um, yeah, that, that's a good one. We got to do like a chicken parm tour of North End. We do. Uh, but no, I think we should. Uh, that's a good idea to do the place that we like it the best. Yeah, I think that's if, good. If we can remember it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lobster rav, especially the one at Reno's in East Boston, um, it's unbelievable. It's just I I, I love lobster ravioli. Um, okay, so my second pick, since I have back to back picks, um, I am going with. Ooh, I'm in really recently. Ooh, there's so many choices. This is like really tough. I know. I have about eight of them that I could pick right now. I'm going to go with a really underrated one just because I, I love it is eggplant parm. Oh yeah. Eggplant parm. Uh, I'm with Okay. You. I'm glad I, I love eggplant parm. Eggplant parm. Because here's the thing. We have a lot on this list that is good, but you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the times I have them, I have not really anything to write home about. I love eggplant parm. I, I feel like it's always hits the spot. Um, is there a place and- that you're thinking of? Ooh, place that I'm thinking of. Um, so I'm gonna have to get back to you guys on that, just because I feel like I've had it a lot. Um, there's not a there's not a specific place I'm thinking of. Um, a restaurant that has good eggplant parm. Okay, I'll get back to you. Um, I feel like I'll get home and Jacqueline will t- say we had it here once, and I just will re- have forgotten. But um, no, I uh, I don't uh, I don't have a place in mind. But eggplant parm, lobster rab, those are my first two picks. Okay, so Brandon. All right, so for my next pick, I got to go with my my favorite. It might be, it might have been. I, I just, I can't let it potentially get taken from me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go specifically penne alla vodka. It's just okay. It vodka sauce in general is like my favorite sauce in it, it, Italian dishes. It might be basic of me, but I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember a specific place that has a good vodka sauce vodka sauce is great on everything on pizza there's great pizza restaurants um that have have good vodka pizza but i think it was um uh, 
place in the north end called Benevento's. Has Benevento's great, has good one. great vodka sauce. Um, damn, I'm trying to think of of uh, the places I've gone to that have had really good. Um, yeah, I can't think of yeah, anything. It's hard. It's like hard in the moment to think of the place, but yeah, I like vodka. I I I think that's an okay pick. I think that's an okay pick. I, I needed to pick it because it was my. It is if yeah. I'm going to an Italian restaurant and it's a good Italian restaurant and it has a good vodka, like any penne alla vodka or anything alla vodka. Um, it, it's just it's going to hit the spot. So, so that's, then what's going to be? So then you're laughing at my lobster ravioli pick. You you and I both know if we no go to as an a Italian, first pick as a first right. Pick. But if we go to an Italian restaurant and the guy if the waiter says we're known for our lobster ravioli, you you know you and I both know. You yeah, get it. yeah. Okay. No, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, um, I can't deny it. Okay, uh, Evan, what are you going with? All right, so I have back-to-back picks, right? Yep, fill out your roster. Yeah, these are my last two? Yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting, interesting. So I'm trying to give get a little bit of variety. Like, I could go veal parm, but that's that's so close to chicken parm that I'm going to stay away from that. I like this option at the bottom here of this list: rigatoni with sausage. Oh, ooh! I threw that in because I've seen that at a few restaurants. The yeah. rigatoni sausage combo. Right. It's not something I would think of right away, but when I was looking at the list, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's something I like every time. So, and I definitely can't think of a restaurant off the top of my head that I like it at. But that's, uh, I think I'm going with that because sausage, Italian sausage, is is one of my favorite foods in any format. So. Uh, if you throw rigatoni with that, I'm down with that. Okay. Okay. So I like that'll it. Be so my going that. so that's your second. Now you got a third, and that's that. We're only doing three picks, right? Yeah. Do you want to do three or four? Should we? Uh, you want to do four? I mean, you got. Let's do four. I would do four. Let's Why do not? four. Let's, let's do four. four. All right. So let's add. Up. Let's add in another one. Okay. Um. So you. So you have one more for this one. Yeah. Uh. I'm going back to ravioli. You took lobster ravioli, Mike. I'm just going with regular, like cheese and meat ravioli, because that's something cheese that. And meat. I also, meat. although, I think one of my, one of my caveats with that is I think I like it more homemade than at most restaurants, but okay. we're gonna assume that it's you know like we said it's the best. So, I've never, uh, you know, not enjoyed some ravioli. So I'm going for ravioli. Safe pick. Depth, depth at the end of the draft. So you're going very safe. You're going. I mean, I, I respect that. You're going. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what you got to do. Sometimes, like, see, I go a little too crazy, and then I get feedback I, like, right. Mike, that's not reasonable. Right. I'm um, going it, the old reliables. Yeah, old reliable. I like it. Um, okay, so, so now it's my pick. now it's yours, Brandon. Third pick. All right, I'm going to go for a steal. I think that now I, I you mentioned, I know what you're doing. No, 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 really. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> that was I'm going evil. In that voice, I know what you're doing. That was, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Actually, no, I don't know what you're doing. <sighs> well, it's between two. Can I, I get only get one? I, I think you're going. No, just pick. Just pick it. Just pick it. <laughs> you guys want to guess what I'm going to no, pick? No, no, no. Just pick it. Veal parm. Okay. All right. Not not my guess. It I was, was mentioned. Thinking... I think each of us had to have a parm in here, and veal parm is actually my favorite parm. So I'm glad that I was gonna. I was. I knew that since you had already taken parms, I was gonna take it last round. But I'm like, you know what? I can wait a little bit longer on that. I could have waited even one more round. Now that I think of it, because you're not gonna. You're not gonna grab it. But um, Il Molino, 
Oh, the best. The best. The best. The bone in. The bone in. The bone in, yeah. The bone in veal parm at Il Molino. That might be one of the best dishes anywhere. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it takes up the whole plate, too. It's unbelievable. I I mean, I've had it in New York and Vegas, I think. I think maybe maybe I didn't have it in Vegas. Maybe I just had it in New York. But you weren't well, in Vegas. No, but I think I, we have we been, we I think we've been to Il Molino in Vegas. Well, I went recently uh, last year. Yeah. yeah, I went last the National year. Portable Storage Association. Yeah, it was conference. pretty wild. Yeah, wild. Um, you were not that that. I but, was not. But, um, but yeah, Il Molino. Il Parm Il Molino. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm liking this so far for me. Okay, so I've gone lobster rav. I've gone eggplant parm. Um, my third pick is going to be. I know what you're going to say pesto. Yeah, I I mean how that, I was surprised that you waited that long. No, I, I and that's what I was talking about when I said I kind of knew you guys would not pick pesto because a lot of people for some reason sleep on pesto. I was sleeping on it. I actually kind of missed it on this list to be uh, completely honest. But pesto is um, for those of you who don't have a lot of pesto, you should start having a lot of pesto because it's amazing and it's very very versatile. It can be used with any pasta. Um, there's a place in Roslindale, Delfino's, that does a, a chicken and shrimp pesto dish, which is amazing. Roslindale, um, wow. Yeah, just to give them a little shout out, Rosy. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so Delfino's in Roslindale uh, does the best pesto I've had recently, but a lot of places do good pesto. So, um, all right, lobster wrap, pesto, eggplant. Now it's back. It's me. Yeah, you again. Right? Yeah. You okay, my last picks. pick. Um, so my last pick, I'm going to go unconventional, a dish that not a lot of people have probably had, but if we're doing best version of it, I've had an incredible version, and it's cacio e pepe. Yeah, that was... So, so what is it incredible? Because it seems too simple to me. See, that's the thing. It's not. It's um. So what makes it incredible is the fact that you sort of like have it in a place that's known for it. Like... I had it in Rome with Brandon right. oh. and we went to a place that like, I mean, Rome is known for Cacio e Pepe. That's their dish. That's like one of their staples and the places there specialize in it. And it's like the sauce is, is cheese and you get the, you get the pepper mixed in and it's whatever I, it's hard to describe. The, sim- the simplicity actually makes the dish even better. I feel like the, the quality of the, the cheese and the, the homemade pasta and, um, it, it's it's such a simple dish, but like you're able to really appreciate the ingredients when it's so there's only like three ingredients in the whole dish. I right. mean, it's really simple. But yeah, I mean, we I, I I was thinking that as well. Like there's certain meals that stand out that that was probably a top five meal I've ever had. Unbelievable. So anytime that, you know, if you can think back to those, I, I, I think I agree. A lot of places have cashew pepe that probably aren't at, aren't very memorable like it's kind of a mail-in dish for a lot of like right. middle tier italian restaurants so i think it does get a bad rap in in the u.s for that reason because it is so simple but because you know when you go to a place that is known for it like you said it, it, it puts it in it t- puts it in a whole new light you, it's so hard to have it here in america now because of the bar being so fucking high when you were we were over in rome so yeah it, it, that was one of the best meals i've ever had so yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to describe. You just and, and and it's too bad because it's just not a dish that's like Brandon said. It's not really taken hold here, where a lot of restaurants kind of just throw it in there and don't really pay much attention to it. There is a Mita in the South End restaurant we've mentioned before. They do yeah. a Cacio e Pepe gnocchi, 
which is that's really a combination good. of two things on this list. <laughs> combination of two things, which is really good. It's a little different than obviously it is in Rome. They never use gnocchi in in Rome, obviously, but it's uh it's a it's a cool version and it's nice to see it on a menu somewhere. Um, so all right, so that was my fourth pick. Uh, Gachui Pepe. Okay. Um, now that's your final pick. That's my final pick. So lobster rav, pesto, eggplant parm, cacio. Pretty good. Pretty good roster. That's pretty good. Okay, my final pick. Got to go with risotto. Good risotto. I think a, a well-cooked risotto. I mean, risotto is... It's hard because this list comprises of types of pasta, types of sauces. So theoretically, you could have a pesto risotto. You could have a vodka risotto, a kashiri pepe risotto. Um, risotto, I think, itself as a base for all this. If it's a good, well-cooked risotto, I think... When you go to a really good restaurant, even a non-Italian restaurant, you you can still get like a seafood risotto. There's like it, it's very versatile, and um, when a, usually a good restaurant has like a signature risotto dish that kind of is it, it's is one of those that the waiter will be like, "You got to try the risotto." It's, yeah, right. So I would say like that more than anything is like the highest probability of being like one of the best dishes on an on a menu um, is a risotto dish. So if there's like a risotto dish on the menu. I would say that's a high likelihood that it's one of the best one of the best dishes that a waiter would recommend. That's in my experience. No, I think that's a good take. Um, I think that risotto, like shrimp risotto, can be really good. Uh, Davios is a lobster risotto. Oh yeah, that I actually I would say even though that's a good one. Davios is probably not the best risotto I've ever had, it's like where it kind of introduced me to risotto. Right. Um, and it's it is really I actually had it recently too. It's really very good. versatile. Evan, any risotto thoughts? Uh. Yeah, so risotto. I would I would never have taken risotto. We'll put it that way. <laughs> okay, that's, that. a, that's a take. If we were drafting, you and I were drafting, Brandon, or you know, I I would have you would have had it at your leisure for forever because I would have never taken it. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm kind of learning about this draft is that I think we all have our own. We've carved out. There's enough Italian to go around. Everyone can have their own Italian that's the food experience. That's the beauty of it. I will say. I could go to an Italian restaurant with Evan a hundred times and not order the same thing as him. We probably have. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, we probably have. That's like the feedback I got on my um on our appetizer draft. Like I had a couple of people say, like, yeah, like, you know, it's good that le- at least you picked burrata. Like that was a good pick. And then I had someone tell me, Well, I like them all except for burrata. I hated that pick. And I was like, Well, that was kind of a Evan definitely was a hater on burrata. What was your opinion of the burrata pick? <laughs> uh, no, that was uh Chad, I thought. No, I was hoping. Yeah, Chad. I think Chad and Evan would have very similar. I'm actually pissed I didn't invite him on this, and it it would have been too much with four people. But he would. You guys, you're his like proxy. I feel like you would probably have the same. I'm curious what Evan's, what Chad's going to think of your picks here. He'll probably. We're both both uncultured swine. We both have very. No, no. Well, uh, I think uh, this is my last pick, right? Yeah, this is your last pick. The last pick of the draft. Last pick of the draft. Board? Can I, can I go off board? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. This is just a, this list that we have. It's not like anybody knows. It's a guide. This. It's a guide for us. No one like the audience doesn't know this list, so it's just a list I created. Okay. I'm going off board or off the list with spaghetti carbonara. Oh, oh we forgot about yeah, that. Okay, forgot about that was that. an oversight. Oversight. You had to call us out now that people know that we forgot well, that off our list. I feel like that was a pretty common one. It didn't strike me until until towards the end so i don't blame you guys for 
did you just come up with this list off the top of your head? Or yeah, that top of my head, like five minutes really, before. Yeah, really quickly. And, and to be honest, it, full disclosure, I didn't put carbonara because it's actually just not a dish I get a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I'm always very hesitant to get it. It's always sometimes it can be terrible, like very yeah. heavy and, and awful. But sometimes it can be amazing. Is there one that you're thinking of, Evan? I have one, but I'll let you go. No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So why don't, why don't you give yours? So Mita, we've mentioned a lot in the show, had a special carbonara special um, that hopefully maybe they still have on their menu, or you could ask them to make it even if they don't. It was amazing. It was Steph and I's like favorite, my girlfriend Steph, our favorite, our favorite uh, <laughs> shout out Steph, shout out Steph. Um, and they did gluten free pasta also, which is amazing. Is she gluten free? Um, she is. Yeah. So that's a whole different podcast. Does that make it tough? Not to start a gluten discussion no we can get no no i think this is actually a really good conversation i've been very surprised by any good italian restaurant has gluten-free pasta so that's like full stop that's like pretty much any good italian restaurant i've been to everything in the north end has gluten-free pasta they all use the same pasta but it tastes pretty like i think there's like probably one brand that makes gluten-free pasta and it's all really good The, the the i think you you can really you can take away the, the pasta and, and just the, the star of the dish is the sauce in a lot of cases, um, as long as the pasta is solid. The pasta um, is the vehicle. Yeah, right. To exactly. get you the, yeah. That's exactly. Really I mean, except if you're like in, I feel like in, in Italy, it can it's, flip, right, you know, right, where right. the pasta is the star. But I, yeah. in America, that's generally how it I wonder works. what their reaction is to gluten-free in, uh, in Italy. They actually have a surprisingly, a lot of people that they have a, they have actually like, it's like a, it's built into their, they're like food administration, like they're whatever they've guidelines that basically require um, restaurants to have gluten-free um, options um, for people that have celiac. There's like a celiac organization because there's so many people that live with this. And obviously it's such a big part of their culture. They have to accommodate for um, people that aren't able to eat the same pasta as everyone else. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot more respect for places that are able to do gluten-free um uh, variations of dishes and um that's a whole different conversation i think um we could even have her on the podcast to talk about her experience it must have sucked to have been the first person in italy to say they had a gluten allergy <laughs> and so then true. they'd be like okay well you're saying you can't eat pasta Wait. <laughs> so well, you realize where you live right like this is going to be a problem right I, I, the person that had the courage and uh, the, the courage. actually summoned the courage to like stand up because there's probably so many people that had it and they just kind of like sucked it up i guess this is possibly just gonna <laughs> like, make me feel like shit every time right I it's eat. like you're insulting my grandmother <laughs> by saying that you said that pasta was not only bad but it actually made you ill i know yeah yeah that's, that, uh, wow that's shout out that person <laughs> um but no i i think to that point brandon like i almost feel like it's a mark of a good restaurant like you shouldn't you should have a gluten-free option like mm-hmm. you should not be so, like, you should not be so stubborn about putting gluten free. Like, wh- why would you not want to be inclusive about that? Right, exactly. Um, in most places, I've most of the good places I've been to, I, I looked. I, I I will put it on. I'll put restaurants on my on kind of like my shit list. If if we go there and they don't even really cater towards gluten free, like it's just it's such an easy way to lose a customer that like for no reason. Like it's not like we can control any of that. It's just at least be educated about it and, right. and be helpful you know like provide some alternatives and but yeah most restaurants we go to uh, are very pretty accommodating the, the good ones at least so okay back to the list evan go through yours real quick and we'll just each of us give our four uh okay my list was chicken parm number one yeah 
And then I went sausage and rigatoni number two. I went ravioli, uh, just like meat, you know, regular meat and cheese ravioli, and then uh, spaghetti carbonara. So definitely uh, went chalk there, but <laughs> I think um, whoever's with me at that table is going to be having a good time eating those dishes. Definitely. It's a heavy, it's a heavy group of, well, they're Italian, all heavy. A lot of them Italian are food. It's not, not for, Italian. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be full after and you're going to have leftovers probably. No, I mean, listen, sometimes, you know, chalk wins. I mean, you ever look at like the WNBA March Madness or the W, not the women's, March, not the WNBA, the, the women's, women's March Madness. Like, think about like, it's Evans, that, yeah, pretty much. It's like every that's year, four seeds right there. Every year, the one seeds make it to the yeah. finals. That's basically your draft. That is your draft. Um, you're just picking one. Well, wait, actually, wait. One thing on that. I think one that didn't go, that went undrafted, that I feel like a lot of people would have at number one is spaghetti and meatballs. Because that's just, yeah. I mean, it's like the, probably the first. Yeah. Oh, so overrated, though. We have. I don't. I agree. I wouldn't. I don't usually get it at restaurants just because it's so, like, boring. Like, I, I can I have a, make it at yeah. home. I have a take that uh, nine out of every ten meatballs taste the same. Like, I think that meatballs at restaurants, I'm always kind of like, I'm always kind of like hoping when I cut into the meatball that it's going to like be different. Then occasionally it is like, I'll shout out Nico in the North End. Amazing meatball. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's like, you know, nine out of 10 times, it's like kind of just a ball of like beef, ground beef. And it doesn't have much flavor, and it kind of just gets drenched in the red sauce. And then it's like it's all about the sauce, I guess. That's yeah. I mean the big thing. I mean, um, and then you had this, you had the the meatball shop spin off, and you had like yeah, you know, that became meatball. big. Yeah, meatballs. I think like it's a good sandwich. I, I, meatball sub. It's a good sandwich. Meatball sub. It, it does make Excellent. a good. It does make a good sandwich. I will yes. say. Or an appetizer, um, like meatballs for the table. As an app, yeah, it's, yes. I will meat say meatballs, and then if if you have a good like ricotta, like that's with it, like yes. you know, a good complimentary like cheese that goes with the meatballs. I think, yeah, on its own, I I, I think that's a, that's a valid appetizer. But yeah, as as an entree, I I don't. Yeah, maybe I think that's more of a homemade. That maybe a homemade Italian. Homemade, uh, or it's like what your kid, your little kid gets yeah. at the restaurant. Right. Yeah. It's like a yeah. If you're like you know you're mother grandmother you know anyone that makes a great meatball that's that's kind of you know it's a family thing yeah um all right so yeah brandon how do you feel about your pick okay so i had bolognese number one i mean you can't feel bad that, that, no. that's a great great pick um all right the vodka pick i think is going to get a, be a little bit controversial but i just the sauce is just i i love vodka anything so yes. I, I i think it's it's very versatile um and then veal parm was a steal in the third round. And then risotto, I think, was the sleeper of all sleepers in the fourth. That'll be yeah. a controversial one. It'll but, be controversial. But but I stand fully behind the risotto pick. I think the, the, the ones that just missed the cut for me, I'm a huge chicken marsala fan. I think Ooh. I just kind of ran out of room. I ran out of room on the list, and I, I feel like chicken marsala is kind of that I, I can't picture one that was way better than the rest. I think they're they're all kind of in this middle pack of of chicken marsalas that are all they hit the spot when you want a chicken marsala. But I can't really picture one that was like unbelievable for me. So um, I think I think Davios has a good chicken marsala actually. Um, wow, a couple shout outs for Davios. And then Gnocchi was another one that yeah. I I love Gnocchi. Um, but 
And that was another one where I couldn't, you know, gnocchi, I think maybe a gnocchi vod- olive vodka would be, that's an ideal dish for me. So yeah. if, if I was going to pick, maybe I would have picked gnocchi olive vodka. So um, I was surprised that didn't get taken. Gnocchi. Yeah, gnocchi uh, was a, was one of my just missed the cuts too. Yeah, but you could do pesto gnocchi. You I mean, could do you know, pesto. Yeah. Well, you what's could the do... best variation of pesto for you? So I was gonna say gnocchi is really up yeah. there. I yeah. think gnocchi is kind of like if the if a di- if a restaurant has a pesto gnocchi, like I'm definitely getting it. Um, yeah. So that it could almost count for you. Yeah. So uh, leading into my picks, my you know I feel pretty good. I mean I know that lobster rav was early, but I I needed it. Um, it's that's my go to, and a restaurant has it. Um, I love eggplant parm. I think it's the most underrated, one of the most underrated Italian dishes. Um, I love pesto. Not enough people have pesto. And then cacio e pepe was kind of just the one pick where it's not popular, but it was if it were growing by the best version of it, it was uh, had some amazing cacio. Um, you went. You went. I will say you went outside the box for this picks. I think like for for me, what I was expecting you to pick, it was a little except for pesto. Well, no, like I eggplant mean, parm. Lobster rav was was I could see that, but yeah, you knew eggplant. You knew yeah, that uh, I mean, lobster rav I was gonna pick. Yeah, I guess. It was pesto a little bit... and lobster rav. If anyone knows me, those are like my two. Lo- lobster, I will say lobster rav. Like n- you say that nine out of ten about meatballs. I would say the same, almost the same thing about lobster rav. Well, but we're doing the best. I know, version I know, it. I know. Yeah. But just I just want the record show that oh. I think that. Nine out of ten lobster raviolis taste the same and are kind of they're 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 always a little bit underwhelming. Well, okay, I would go like seven out of ten. I think that like yeah, maybe it's a little less. There's enough restaurants where I've had really good lobster rav, but I will agree that sometimes you got to know the place. You got to know, and you almost try to trick yourself into thinking it's so good, but it's like it's not. You always are a little disappointed because the portions sometimes aren't as big. No, but the sauce usually is good. The sauce is really the the key. Sauce usually good. And that's what Reno's. That was Reno's, right? That was Reno's. Yeah. I mean, that Reno's is amazing. Yeah. And Reno's um, that has that sauce. I think Nico was the one I was thinking of when it when uh, vodka. I think they have a they may have a vodka dish. They um, do, but they also have lobster. They, they also have lobster rav, which is really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, and I had it recently, which was probably usually the the lobster rav is kind of a a, a vodka sauce. Usually, type it's of, like a lobster vodka. I'm a big fan of like anything that has like cream, tomatoes. And that's pretty much in cheese like the, that, that combination of things really gets that that's that checks every box for me when it comes to a sauce. Um, OK, so, yeah, just like just to uh, rattle off some ones that almost uh, made it for me. I think that shrimp scampi has been slept on in this draft. I don't know why people aren't picking shrimp scampi. I just ran out of room, but shrimp scampi is really good. I mean, sweet basil and needham makes a great shrimp scampi. I don't know if, Evan, you have a shrimp scampi take. Um. It's not something I get very often. It's okay. Fine. Fair it, enough. You know, I was, I will say I was surprised it didn't get taken. <laughs> I yeah. Thought, I mean, it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I love gnocchi, as I said. Um, and then, um, let's see if there was any other one. Sometimes a Fra Diablo can be really good. Uh, like a lobster Fra Diablo or any other seafood can be really great. Um, but other, otherwise, I think we we hit them all. I'm surprised Fettuccine Alfredo stayed off the list. I think overrated. Like 13 like year old me would Whoa. be like all over that. Yeah, that's like, like throwing it on. That's like that's yeah. a, meatballs. It's boring. Yeah, it's that Girl. is like you never feel good after eating that. No, um, it's, oh. it's a nightmare. I will, you can't go anywhere after. It's a nightmare. You have to honestly like you're like taking a, like a three day nap after that. that. It, I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's. Uh, 
It's so <laughs> it's incredibly heavy. It's, it's incredibly, so heavy. <laughs> I feel like you know, you, the sweats you get from an Alfredo. <laughs> I just think of uh, Michael Scott running the fun run. That's yeah, all I can think of. Eating fettuccine Alfredo right before. Fettuccine Alfredo. Probably the last thing I would eat before exercising. Like literally, I can't think of anything I'd rather eat less. That's that was it actually. That might have been the nail in the coffin for fettuccine Alfredo was that watching that office episode, I almost felt yeah. like I after that it was really hard for me to eat fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> it was, again. It was actually the perfect like if you think about when they wrote that scene, like they nailed it. Like the fact that it's so everyone always thinks it it's so heavy. So he picks the heaviest freaking dish to get. Imagine running like like in and just watching his face as he's running with the fettuccine Alfredo on his stomach. It's like, just like if you're going over someone's house and they're like, Yeah, I just made a giant bowl of fettuccine Alfredo, you're like, All right, oh, I guess boy. uh yeah. guess I'm not going anywhere for the next <laughs> Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, that's Oof. that's a tough one. So let's just stay off the fettuccine Alfredo. Um, not a lot of good restaurants even have that, to be honest. It's I like think, on the I think menu. Nico does. I oh. think Nico has a has a has a, probably a good fettuccine Alfredo. But you got to go lighter don't. on. I mean, lighter. I think restaurants know that at this point. I think oh, uh, I think Giacomo's has it. Ooh, which, that they probably way, do. That didn't get a shout out. Giacomo's. Oh, Giacomo's uh, for pesto. I should have shouted them out. That was that was a good one. I missed. Uh, they have great pesto. What's the best Italian restaurant in Boston? Um, I don't know. I don't know if Evan has any thoughts. I mean, I, I think I said my two favorites already. Giacomo's is up there, and then uh, Giorgio's is probably Giorgio's. my number one. Um, I, I mean, I think Copa is probably my favorite. Um, I think that I really like Nico. Um, I really like Nico, and then. Uh, Let's see. What is the other ones I like? I don't know. Brico is really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's Asagio North End is really good. I mean, I, I would say Copa is my favorite. You can't really go wrong in the North End. I kind of lump those all into the same category right. in a lot of cases. That's why I, I don't go North End for Italian. I feel like when I was younger, you always think North End, best Italian. But there's been so many other restaurants that have opened up like Copa. And uh, I would say Pammy's is up there. Pammy's, Pammy's yeah. in Cambridge. Um, that's a little lesser known, but they have an amazing bolognese dish that would probably take my top spot. Um, yeah, they're, they're bolognese. Um, and then Mita is another one that recently has entered my list. Um, so yeah, Mita, Copa, Pammy's, Nico. I think those are probably my top, top four Italian restaurants in Boston. All right. I was and we didn't talk about pizza or anything. That was, I guess, that's a whole different. No, a whole different. Pizza's got its own category. Maybe That'll be another episode. Yeah, but um, yeah. But any I'm final? Happy, uh, happy to any... join the pizza episode. By the way, yeah, you. We'll get to get you back. We'll get on you back. Pizza. Yep. Um. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts. Any, yeah. Any final Italian takes? Um. I was just one last <laughs> Italian take. I was trying to think of a a restaurant around here in Tampa to recommend for Italian. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable recommending any. Any of them, so that, that okay, gives you, okay, that so gives you an idea. If, if you're yeah, if you're in the mood for Italian, uh, do not come here. Okay, all right. like that's, yeah, no. that's like our Maggiano's. Maggiano's. <laughs> it's like Maggiano's Little Italy. Oh boy. Train. Okay, so, well, we'll yeah. have to get you back up here and get some real food. Yeah, right. Uh, um, believe me, I, I wish it's just uh, unique times right now. As I'm sure you guys are aware. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah. It'll 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 all blow over it'll, soon. It'll blow over. It'll wash away like a wave. Yep. 
Um, wait, real quick. I know this is it could be a long conversation, but let's do rapid fire. What are you ordering for dessert at an Italian restaurant? Ooh. Mm. I mean, tiramisu is amazing. Usually tiramisu. Too Usually too full. I want to walk too full. That's a good answer. Somewhere else. Cannolis. 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 Yeah. Cannolis are. I never really get those though. I feel like at Italian restaurants. Yeah, that that's more of like you're walking yeah. and then you go to a place that or gelato. That's right. like you. That that's gelato. actually the the quintessential Italian meal is that you're too full, so you yes. you have to walk off dinner and then you walk like. 15 minutes and then you go stop at a gelato place and Absolutely. you continue walking and that's what you do in italy too like that's what they you go to that's a gelato the, shop and you actually yeah not ordering dessert at an italian restaurant is the move yeah getting it on the walk home is the move i agree with that okay so with that i think right. that was a successful yeah we that was good it was fun having food episode fun having you on evan and uh we'll we'll have you on again soon and talk about pizza it's, a, it's an honor and hopefully the audio was uh, i think everything worked out everything worked out great all right. Talk to you guys. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, See Evan. That was the the Italian food draft. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Yep. Uh, shout out, Evan. Thank shout you, Evan. Out Evan for, thanks for joining. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll get it from all sides. Every opinion, you know, send it to us. Tweet at us. Instagram us. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I tried to take a different approach this uh, this you time. Did. I was really just picking for me. You know, I lobster you rav. Know, that you for learned, me. you grew. I just was like, you know what? If someone disagrees, well, that's my favorite dishes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, now I now I'm a little hungry for some Italian. That's for that's for sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, we get some good feedback on this. We'll try to do our next draft maybe in a few more episodes. We'll we'll come up with some different segments, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, send us any ideas you have for future drafts. I think that we have some good content to work with. And um, also send us mailbag questions yes. or mailbag takes on our draft because we'll read them next week. Yeah, let's do a mailbag next week. We'll do a mailbag yes. next week. So please email us, text us, DM us uh, your takes on our picks, on any food takes because we'll you know we'll read off some names and we'll read off some takes and uh, get some good content. Yeah, well, let's get the takes fired up. I know the mailbag is something that we... It's been a while, so let's get that. While. Yeah, I think that was one of our our fan favorite um, segments. So Yeah, we'll have to check on... Uh, I think we had like... Uh, what was our one of our readers? Jeff was going on some dates. Yeah. See oh, the, yes. See, yes. How, see how those went. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it might not be the best time to check yeah, in on those. I don't but, know. Um, and we had some people... We'll have to see yeah, North Dakota and... and we had some Alaska, crazy Montana, North Dakota. Montana. So we'll get some. Yeah, we'll get. We like to go. Maybe we'll go international this time. Maybe Ooh, we'll get some yes. international. Yes, I like that. Uh, but yeah, so send us your send us your thoughts, and we'll read them out next week. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a we'll, good week, uh, guys. We'll see, we'll see you hopefully next week.